We're still five days away from the Florida Panthers returning to action. But in this episode of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, we're going to break down the Florida Panthers month by month to see where they improved in certain categories, where they could, where they haven't improved in so many categories. And we're also going to address some trade rumors that have surfaced around the Panthers in the last 24 hours, along with some updates on mostly the Eastern Conference foes around the Florida Panthers in their return to play since the All-Star break and some Olympic updates on today's episode of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to into this Friday, February 11th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day thank you for making the locked on florida panthers podcast your first listen of the day i'm armando velez from pantherparkway.com and you can follow me on twitter at mondoman12 follow the show account on twitter at lo underscore f l a panthers and today we're going to talk about a little bit of a trade rumor of a defenseman something that we've talked about for for a few weeks now of what the Panthers will likely be trading for when the trade deadline does come around uh, next month. And the Seattle Kraken are shop looking to shop their, their captain, Mark Giordano, who they named captain for this year in their first year of expansion, a uh, former captain of the Calgary Flames, a 2019 Norris Trophy winner. And... They're, they're shopping him around. He's a, an expiring contract. Uh, his cap hit right now is $6.75 million. So, and thir- at 38 years old, too. So, if the Florida Panthers were to pull off some kind of trade for Mark Giordano, it would require probably a third team to be involved in order for the Florida Panthers to take his salary. So that's what the Florida Panthers would have to do in order to bring uh, Giordano in. It's not my ideal move to go after a a player in their late 30s, but I kind of get it with the experience factor that Giordano does bring to the table for Calgary. But it also tells me that the Florida Panthers are looking to explore things outside of a Jacob Chikrin trade and that their chances are they're likely not wanting to pay the price that Arizona wants for a guy like Jacob Chikrin. And I kind of understand because it's going to be a big haul um, for what they want for him. And speak of Arizona, they just got approved for their 5,000 uh, seat arena out in Tempe. So it's officially official that they're going to be playing there as of, next season but the most of the point of this episode is to kind of review and break down month by month of where the florida panthers were each month and where they ranked in each category as well through through up to now because 
we're still five days away, as I said in the opening, of playing hockey. And it gives me an opportunity to little, kind of slow down a little bit and see more of what this season really is and kind of the trials and tribulations that the Florida Panthers have been through on and off the ice too. Because not only when I read some of the numbers that the Florida Panthers have had in these last few months, there is going to be a little bit of context each time throughout throughout every month. So I think this is going to be a fun exercise to see some of the highs and lows of this team. So October, let's start with the month of October. 8-0-1 in that, in that month, a 944 points percentage, second in the league. And the only one that was ahead of the Florida Panthers at the time was the Carolina Hurricanes, which they ended up facing off in the next month, uh, which we'll get to in a little bit, as the two teams that the furthest into their seasons without a regulation loss. So great start for the Florida Panthers. Of course, they went through their own uh, trials and tribulations with the resignation of Joe Quenville and everything that happened in Chicago with Kyle Beach. Uh, he coached the first seven games of the season and, of course, had to resign due to everything that had happened in Chicago. But still, the Florida Panthers had a great month of October and where they scored an average of 4.00 goals for a game, ranked fourth in the NHL. Goals against, this was their, just spoiler alert, this is their best month of the season based on average goals against as a team at 1.89, which ranked third in the NHL. That was their best defensive month. Even though October is only really half a month of hockey, the average numbers really uh, favored the Panthers. And in that one, uh, let's not not forget that Sam Bennett had a hat trick against New York Islanders in just the uh, second game of the season. They defeat Tampa 4-1, Colorado 4-1, the Boston Bruins 4-1. That was the, Coach Q's last game uh, before having to resign. And many can argue, including myself, that he shouldn't have been behind the bench for that one and so the the Florida Panthers were averaging just about four goals and just an offensive barrage and then when Andrew Burnett takes over the Florida Panthers get a thrilling overtime win in Detroit Barkoff gets the game winner and they end up that month on not not the best note, but hey, they got they get a point in Boston on a Spencer Knight start on a shootout loss. And points leaders for uh, the Panthers, Jonathan Huberto with 11, Barkoff with 10, five goals, five assists. Aaron Ekblad uh, had a wonderful opening night helping the Panthers come back from four to two when they let um, Pittsburgh score four unanswered. And then the Florida Panthers came out with scoring three unanswered, including the overtime winner. And then four players were tied for fourth on the on the list so it was multiple scoring from multiple lines at that and let's not forget that's when Sam Reinhart started with one point in six games so he was starting to get acclimated to a new system Anton Lindell still had not arrived offensively but he was still a big he was very much relied on on the first PK unit as well power play percentage average 
in that one, 20%, which was uh, good for 16th in the NHL. PK was, this was the only month where the PK was inside the top 10 in 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 the month um in the in the season sergey borowski goes 6 0 and 0 944 save percentage and 1.81 goals against average spencer knight 2 0 and 1 um 929 save percentage and goals against average we were not worrying about spencer knight just yet in this one so let's go let so those first three starts for spencer knight no issues none none of this worry about Oh, do they need to bring a backup goaltender in? None of that happened at that time. And the the Lord of Panthers and, of course, people who cover them, myself, we were thinking, oh, okay, 1A, 1B, no issues. Sergey Borowski's back to Vesna Trophy form, and they have a solid backup in Spencer Knight who is creating off that momentum from the previous playoff run. So kind of... Uh, Kind of, kind of some hope at the beginning and some optimism for sure um, as as they came out as they came up firing in that month of October. We're going to continue this conversation on month by month by the Florida Panthers. But first, we're going to tell you all about Built Bar. And this is the time of year where I've pretty much given up on all of my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallow-y, and they're not just a protein bar. They're your treat and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors, yummy cinnamon-y, churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. So good. These are going to be your favorites. Low calorie, low high protein. Replace your candy bar with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Go to build.com and scroll down to the macro chart and you'll be blown away. High protein, high protein, low calorie, high fiber, and low carb. Most built bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. At Built Bar, they are all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then they figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every single time. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 over at Built.com. Continuing this conversation based on the Panthers month by month uh, into the season. So we talked about how they came out of the month of October firing and 944 save percentage. But November was a little bit of a tougher month. 7 4 and 2, uh, 615 points percentage um, in the NHL, which was good for 12th in the NHL. And thankfully, with the numbers that they had in the beginning of the season, this month of November didn't skew their numbers and their averages to the point where they fell off too much of first place in the Eastern Conference and even the Atlantic. And of course, starting off with with uh, two home wins against Washington, which Alex, Alexander Ovechkin uh, con- continued his uh, his, his uh, run of uh, of not only racing for the Rocket Richard, but his uh, goal pace for Wayne Gretzky. And then, of course, um, Sergey Bobrovsky gets hurt in that game. Spencer Knight has to come in and and start 
that game and then three straight after that. In that game against Carolina, Barkov gets is not even in warmups and doesn't play against Carolina. The Florida Panthers scored three power play goals in that first period to really set the tone in that in that game against the Carolina Hurricanes. But the Florida Panthers went throughout that whole month of November without a single road win. Of course, the Spencer Knight had those two uh, starts uh, against uh, New York and New Jersey back to back. The it was a too little, too late. By the time the Florida Panthers got it to four to three, scoring three in the third period, and then the wheels just fell off in New Jersey. And Andrew Burnett went for the story in the shootout, putting Patrick Hornquist in the shootout to to win the game. Didn't really bode well. And then the the game against uh, Tampa Bay, where I was very lucky to be in person. That was just a goalie. That that was just a game where the two goalies were just flashing the leather with the glove late in overtime as well. Ekblad just didn't elevate the puck to a, a little, could have elevated the puck a little bit more to get it past Vasilevsky in overtime. And then uh, Braden Point goes the other way coming off the bench and then uh, scoring the game winner for Tampa Bay. But that was just a, a goalie show in that one. That was just very fun to watch as a, as the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, won that one in overtime. As far as goals, goals four in in the month of November, three point five four, a little bit down, but you 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 still take that. <laughs> so fifth in the NHL in 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 goals for power play percentage, still the exact same number of twenty percent, but good for thirteenth in the NHL goals against three point one five. That was where the Florida Panthers were starting to really struggle on the defensive end, um, which ranked twenty fourth in the NHL, and then. PK percentage 25th at 75%. So the, the 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 scoring was still there but the defensive end was just not for for the Panthers and we we talked about the road games that the Panthers uh Panthers ha- they didn't win a single one. We had that interchanging of goalies in like a two or three minute uh span where Bobrovsky not two minute three, three minute span. It was more of it, it was uh it was more of 11 minutes where uh, um, Sergey Bobrovsky comes out of the game because of an equipment check or or the referees were asking to like check for a concussion. Uh, Spencer Knight uh, comes in for 11 minutes of the game, the and the Washington Capitals really took advantage where they scored um, they scored three goals in like a three minute span, and that's really what did it. And that was when the Florida Panthers were interchanging the goalies in one game, and in that same span, the Florida Panthers were really challenged uh, in, in that in that one in that stretch too. In towards the end, at home, they barely beat Philadelphia. Low scoring game. I always talk about how the Florida Panthers, when it comes to low scoring games, are they going to be able to get over the top when it comes to low scoring games? Because they can in high scoring games. I like their chances more. They they overcame that against Philly, uh, and so. That that's a that you check the box there, but Philly's not having the best season um, this year. They they that that's when they that same month they also lose their uh, game, first game against first game of two against the Seattle Kraken, a game that I was there in person for as well. And that that, that was just a game where the Florida Panthers just flat out did not show up. Chris Trigger has his revenge game coming back to South Florida and gets the win there. And then this is where it begins the real big stretch for and and a little bit of weirdness too to the home to the homestand. 
the two comebacks, which led from November all the way to December, the their three-goal comeback against the Washington Capitals, where they shut down that top line of Alexander Ovechkin. They played the Capitals three times in that month, and that was their season series. That's it. <laughs> so they the the they shut down they shut down that top top line um in Washington. And that that was the end of November. And we're gonna we're gonna talk about um finish that homestand because that was just a weird one because it carries over to December and then break down the the numbers for December. And Buffalo, that they their their goalies caught COVID. Aaron Dell starts, Uka Pekalukinen uh comes in and and has to fly in uh to be a backup. They trade for Malcolm Subban from the Chicago Blackhawks, who I believe is now not um out for the season Malcolm Subban if I'm not mistaken and then they get that shootout win against the St. Louis Blues so strange homestand and not a very dominant one but they got mo three out of four wins in that one so a little bit of still some positivity in that but leading leading point getters in that one Jonathan Huberto once again at 12 Aaron Ekblad uh with 11 Carter Verhage at 10 Anthony Duclair and Patrick Hornquist and let's not forget that Alexander Barkov got hurt in that game against the Islanders on November 16th, where Scott Mayfield got him on the knee, got a five-minute major, and then Barkov didn't play for the rest of the month. So the 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 power play and everything else kind of a little bit struggled here and there. But the Florida Panthers, as I said at that time, were able to survive in the short term. But long term, of course, it, it's it's a little hard to to survive without your captain. Bob goes, um, Four one and two nine seventeen save percentage two point four eight goals against average. Spencer Knight, we talked about that big stretch of games where he had to where he played, got those eleven minutes in Washington only as they were changing goalies and that kind of threw things off a lot. Eight eighty eight save percentage three point six zero goals against average and a record of three three and zero. And going into the month of November and from the month of December. Combined in those two months, only one road win by the Cats. And here is a question for you guys to ask yourselves that I want to ask you, but I want you guys to think about. How many times have the Florida Panthers ha have they won a road game when their opponent scores first? I'll let you guys think about it. If you guys want to pause and think and then play this with the answer, go ahead. The answer is one. They've only won one game where their opponent scores first, and that was their game in January against the Vancouver Canucks, and that was a shootout win that they won when their opponent scores first. Outside of that, if they hadn't scored first, uh, chances are they've lost uh, games. Uh, that's their only win where their opponent scores first. So going back to uh, December, Barkov returns on uh december 7th against the st louis blues he had a lower body injury before that and then he gets an upper body injury towards the end of the game in st louis and then their only one road win against uh the arizona coyotes and that was when covid was starting to hit the florida panthers were just very stale on the power play and this is the most shocking number of of all for for the cats is power play percentage was 11.4 good for not good for but Bad for 29th in the NHL in power play percentage. This is a top team in the NHL. And at the time, in the month of December, compared to the rest of the NHL, they were 29th in power play percentage. Of course, injuries had a lot to do with it. COVID had a lot to do with it. But everyone was going through COVID as well. But it was just 
it was just that was when things were really starting to rile up and starting to and the fan base was just starting to really be concerned along with myself too uh winning percentage of 611 13th in the nhl in that one so two straight months that the florida panthers are just outside the top 10 in points percentage for a month so goals for 3.48 the scoring's still there the goals against 3.67 so they almost match exactly their goals for in the month of december 25th in the nhl and pk percentage still about where you would think they would be um around the teens where they kind of average right now at 78.6 13th in the nhl and barkov only played three games and got three points so he was averaging even a point per game in the small sample size that he had anti duclair was also out for a few weeks he was never placed on ir though so he he, he was out for a little bit in, in that one and then bobrovsky and Knight did not have the best uh, December's as well, and this was uh, this was when a lot of people were starting to say, "Oh, Bob's not Bob's back to what he was. He's back to Forgolski uh, that he was in the first two seasons uh, of uh, his Florida Panthers tenure." And Bobrovsky, eight eighty uh, save percentage, three point two six goals against average, and a three two and zero record. Spencer Knight, eight eighty four, slightly better uh, save percentage, but a goal that's against average was not better 4.29 with 211 uh record and points leading point getters john huberto sam reinhardt this was when sam reinhardt was starting to come alive for the panthers and start to uh get acclimated into the system lundell was the third leading point getter in the month of december for the panthers carter hagee was up there and then mackenzie Weger uh was there as well uh for top point getters for the panthers and it was tough. The COVID shutdown did happen for the in late December for the NHL, and it helped the Florida Panthers really start to get healthy, not only for non-COVID players and the people on the COVID list. Because let's not forget what let's not forget what happened uh, in that month. The Florida Panthers were coming off a pretty encouraging road trip uh, out west-ish, Midwest slash west, because they went to St. Louis. Arizona and Colorado, they had that thrilling game on the road against the Colorado Avalanche, which they only lost by one. And then the wheels kind of fell off when Ryan Lomberg was the first guy on the COVID list. Not everybody was on the COVID list in that game against Ottawa, but maybe the players who did catch uh, COVID who had not yet tested positive might have been a little bit slow um, in 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 their play against ottawa that was the that was probably the worst game of the season it, i mean it is losing eight to two and then that game against uh the la kings where everybody was out 16 skaters um only uh for the panthers and then spencer knight was uh playing uh both games um in, in this one there um before even they postponed games Jonas johansson was likely gonna start a game on, on that Saturday, December 18th against Minnesota, but that ended up being postponed as well. And then just two weeks later, everyone's healthy. Everybody's back. And the Florida Panthers really end the season and the, the month of December on a bang. They score three in the third period against Igor Shosturkin. So the first two games against the Rangers, they score three in the third period uh, to come, to come out with a win in one of them. And one that was made it a lot closer than, than the final score indicated. So, well, 
it wasn't as close as the final score indicated, but they caught up um, late in the game. And the Florida Panthers, that was when the we want 10 chance started for the the Panthers fan base. But that that was just the that was just the start of something that I had did not see coming when it comes to the scoring barrage that is for the Florida Panthers when it leads to the month of January. So incredible that 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 was the start of really something special for this Florida Panthers team. We're going to talk more about the month of January, which is very, very fresh in our minds about what this Florida Panthers team has done in that month. But first, we're going to tell you all about Bet Online, and Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march to the playoffs, right to the big game this Sunday. Bet Online remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this offseason. It's not just football. Bet Online has up to the minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live, real time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online, where the game starts. Month of January. <laughs> that was such a fun month, guys. Um, let's not forget that Sam Bennett was suspended for three games in the month of January, r- right from the start in that hit against the Montreal Canadiens on the very first game. Suspended for three games, misses the game against Calgary, his former team, uh, and then Dallas and Carolina, which the two-game road trip against the Dallas Stars and the Carolina Hurricanes was really the start of better road play for the Cats. And I, I bookmarked I bookmarked that, and I highlighted saying, this could be the start of something momentum-changing for this team heading into the another extensive road trip where they went out west in western Canada and Seattle. And that month was this, their second best um, points percentage month of the season. 12-2-1, and one, an 8-33 points percentage, good for third in the NHL. Five road wins. And they had not had five road wins all season, and they got five of them in the month of January. So we're starting to see some progress in that category of finding ways to win on the road, even though they still only have one road win, like I said earlier, when their opponent scores first, they have still found a way to set the tone early for their games on the road. And the trend is simple, set the tone and score first. And chances are you'll find more often than not, you'll find ways to win. Goals for in that month, the best in the NHL, 4.93, almost five goals a game averaging in this month of January goals against probably they're looking at their second best month of goals against at seven at 2.67 their their best before that was in October when when they scored when they allowed 1.89 goals per game power play percentage remember in the month of December they were as bad as 29th in the NHL at 11.4 and then in the month of January, they were as great as 29.6% for fourth in the NHL. And that contributed a lot to the winning. The special teams got better. The team got healthier. And PK percentage, still about average. Still something that the Panthers could definitely work on. 80%, 15th in the NHL. 
And this was when Charlton Huberdeau was really starting to make his case for the MVP and still is very well there because the Edmonton Oilers just fired their coach, Dave Tippett, after losing two straight and only getting one goal in two games against uh, against uh, Chicago. And I, I forget the other other team that they uh, faced er earlier th this week, but they got shut out in in in, a, in another game. Uh, it was against uh, Vegas. So Chicago and Vegas. So so uh, Edmonton Oilers. They don't make the playoffs. Uh, John Huberdeau's case uh, definitely helps for the heart, and it's it's crazy because that was when we talked about how the We Want Tens chance started in late December, and they continued in the month of January, getting those seven goals against Dallas. Sam Bennett getting a hat trick in that one. The offensive barrage continuing the very next night against Columbus and never seen anything like this. Of course, uh, you had Coda Black uh, in that game against Vancouver uh, and that viral video that went on the internet that's not safe for work uh, to talk about here. But a lot of crazy stuff that happened on and off the ice for this Florida Panthers team. And the game that stuck out, a few games that stuck out the most, a lot of people would probably think the We Want 10 games, the, the at least the chanting of it, where they had that back-to-back -back against Dallas and Columbus. But my favorite games in that one was that road win against Carolina, that overtime winner of John Huberdeau just laying out a perfect pass, not perfect pass, uh, to Anthony Duclair and Anthony Duclair's ability to still stick handle that and get it passed um, for a goal to win against Carolina, a team that they struggled against last season, who now they win the season series and with one more matchup on February 16th. That was a that was a possibly season defining win and a and a, a game that changed the direction for this Panthers team. Also, that game against Edmonton where Bobrovsky got his first shutout in about two years. That's another one. And another one, the game against Vancouver the very next night where, again, low-scoring games. How is this Florida Panthers team going to fare in low-scoring affairs when the offense stops scoring? And then Spencer Knight was incredible in that one. Um, and he's had his uh, few stints in the AHL and then back to the NHL and then back to the AHL uh, who he's – uh been down back um in charlotte during this uh this pause in the season due to, to due to the olympics but then i also think about that game against the san jose sharks where the florida panthers were just giving james reimer a hard time he wasn't letting anything in and then the amount of possession that the florida panthers had and just able to squeak out a win when needed to and they found they found a way in that one and the month of january uh just Incredible, and that was when the Florida Panthers really set records in scoring for the last 25 years with 74 goals in the month of January, the most in the last 25 years, and the start of something really special for this team. And despite a not-so-encouraging November and December, and due to their great start in October, and then, of course, this past month of January, it's kept them around 
the top three in the NHL in points percentage. Of course, the only team that they're behind are the Colorado Avalanche, who beat Tampa Bay last night. Um, so the and the Toronto Maple Leafs lost to the Calgary Flames. So the Florida Panthers, even though they're idle, they've gotten some help in the division standings as they're uh, as they're back at practice today at 1 p.m. at FLA Live Arena. So this is their first practice since going out for the All-Star break. So the Florida Panthers have had a little bit of help uh, going into going back into into play and really helping their division chances uh, for 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 them in the Atlantic and very well on their way. They just got to continue just playing their game and their game against New York. Uh, only one one game in the month of February, so not going to make much of one game. We'll break down the whole month as a whole probably at the end of this month, even though there's a big pause in between. But the the Florida Panthers, a incredible month of January. Huberto led the way with 25 points. Sam Reinhart, 19. Barkoff with 18 um, as he returned to the lineup in late December and just continued to score it the way he and he did. And Barkoff and Sam Bennett. Sam Bennett was suspended for three games and Barkov was out for an extended period of time. And Barkov and Bennett are still in the top two in goals as far as pr- production and but finding the back of the net. And they hadn't played in every game this season. Incredible. That's just that's just uh that's just unheard of for a lot of uh, teams in the NHL when they that you miss you miss that much time and you're still leading the way. Those two, those two are really uh, setting the example. Sam Bennett and uh, uh, Alexander Barkov and Lundell. How great was Lundell's month of December? He got 17 points, good for fourth on the team. Second straight month where he's in the top four in point production for the team. Uh, he did it in December and did it in January, but a plus minus of 20. Again, plus minus is not the end all be all. But he was five more than the next guy on the team. So just goes to show how great he's done it on both sides of the ice and definitely has entered the conversation of the Calder Trophy. And, of course, let's give an honorable mention to Mason Marchment, who Mason Marchment, as far as goals for 60 minutes, he's leading the way for the Panthers uh, in goals for every 60 minutes. So. When Mason Marchment's on the ice, you're going to get a lot of production out of him, even though Mason Marchment has been through his fair share of injuries and COVID this season. But Mason Marchment is and Sam Reinhart and Anton Lindell, that third line, you have three really great lines. And a lot of people can say that that third line of the Florida Panthers can be a lot of team second lines too. Not first lines, but they can be a lot of team second lines and definitely could uh, fit in and Bennett, 12 goals and three assists in this one. Ekblad got 15 points, one goal and 14 assists. And the goal production hasn't been there for Aaron Ekblad as of late, but he's really starting to uh, help help out his teammates as well. Uh, Sergei Bobrovsky, um, 9.24 save percentage of 2.65 goals against average and a 10-1-1 and month of January. Spencer Knight, a 9.17 save percentage, a better month for Spencer Knight. So, Great bounce back for Spencer Knight in his small sample size of three games, two one and zero in the month of January. So this team's improving. The goaltending has been better than what it has been in the in the month of December and even November before before that. And the 
I'm a what have you done for me lately kind of person. And what the goaltending has done for me lately has been better and has been more encouraging. There's still skepticism and questions about what this team can do when the postseason starts. But right now, we're really starting to see th this department really come together and this department really learning how to shut it down. And the, and the defensive the and the defense in front of them is helping out as well. Of course, the penalty kill can be better. Once again, 15th in the month of January. But the penal the penalty kill and the defense in front, they're they're really starting to help their their goalies and definitely a, a move in the deadline. Like I said, Giordano's not my ideal trade. But I get the veteran experience and putting them on that third line and putting someone who's been there before. So I get I get it. And an expiring contract. So the Florida Panthers, it doesn't affect where their cap space goes next season if they do get an expiring deal in Mark Giordano. So that was this was fun and lots of stuff that I had to write down. If you're looking on the YouTube, all the all this that I had to write down in order to to put this uh, sh show together, it was really, really fun. And just seeing how the Florida Panthers improved throughout this season. And I, I say this and I tweet this on the Locked On Florida Panthers page. I say, this is another opportunity to be better. And every game, the Florida Panthers go in, in with that approach. Another opportunity to get better. When the Florida Panthers do return, against the Carolina Hurricanes on February 16th. It'll be another opportunity for this team to get better. And I'm excited for the when they do return and are they going to be rusty? Are they going to and are or are they going to be rejuvenated based on the the pause for the Olympic break? And speaking of Olympics, the USA women's uh team, they defeated Czechia 4 to 1. The the final score might say 4 to 1, but that game was a lot closer than uh then the final score indicated as the USA was dominating possession. They the shots were 20 to zero at first, and then Czechia gets their first goal on their first shot of the game. Uh, USA was having a hard time finding the back of the net, and then they found it mostly in the third period as they carried away. So they'll be advancing to the semifinal. Um, the USA men's won their preliminary uh, round uh, game, their first game against China, eight to nothing. Um, so they'll be facing against Canada tonight at 11, 10 PM in the preliminary round. Also team Canada women's last time I checked be right before I was recording this, their game was live. Uh, they, uh, were defeating Sweden for nothing right before I started recording. So looks like USA and Canada will both be advancing to the semifinals and they're likely to meet in the, uh, gold medal game. So we'll be talking more about that next week and, and along with more Olympic hockey talk. Uh, as the men's uh, tournament continues uh, in, in Beijing and lots to talk about. Uh, and next week, we're five days away from the Florida Panthers returning. It's almost there, Cats fans. We're almost there. And you could just smell it. You can just taste that the Florida Panthers are back, uh, almost back at least. And I'm excited to be watching them again. And I'm excited to be covering them again. And again, this exercise was fun. And I'm very glad to have shared this uh with you guys so if it so in the meantime if you like what you're hearing please subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified every single time the lockdown florida panthers podcast jumps 
into your podcast feed. Don't forget to subscribe to the Lockdown HL on the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. They'll be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. Thank you once again for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure to listen to today's episode of Lockdown Bets. Your one-stop shop for all things betting. Lockdown Bets. Hosted by Boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms, so subscribe to the Lockdown Bets podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Sarmamanda Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Where's your team? Every day.